Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Partial Credit. Uh, this week, uh, this episode uh, is art class. Art class, everybody. We're talking Salvador Dali and a lot of the weird shit that he did uh, to make money. Um, again, great guest, uh, William Dunn, joined us uh, on today's episode. Definitely one of our uh, favorite peers in the podcasting world. Uh, as always, visit the Undone podcast. And I'm not just doing this for the free t-shirts, but really enjoy the show. Um, there's also going to be a link below to an amazing uh, YouTube video uh, called Destino uh, that will come up in the episode. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. It's going to be a pretty pretty uh, solid investment of five minutes. Uh, I'm not sure if we do have a shirt for this episode. Uh, Lily's been designing shirts and putting them up on our Redbubble store uh, that will also be linked below. So yeah, that's it. Art class, Salvador Dali, William Dunn. Uh, check it out. On with the show. This is Partial Credit, the education podcast with a twist. everybody welcome to partial credit it's art class with us as always oh wait it's the education podcast with a twist lily i know what's I'm the twist it's a dance popularized in the 50s um <laughs> we've got now, lily with us now hold on can you do the mashed potato because i can i probably can okay. i would probably i'm irish you. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I'm I'm Irish. I could definitely do it. Yeah. Uh, and special guest today for art class, uh, William Dunn of the Undone Podcast. Hi, Will. Welcome to class, uh, where I am your teacher and host for the reasons that, that I demanded it. Um, uh, it's, all, it's all over again, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have tenure. You can't get rid of me. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, oh, we could get into that. That's, <laughs> that's a today, discussion for another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't make me call Professor Berkeley. Art. Let's talk about art. Yeah. We're gonna talk about art kinda about and art. what's your what's your relationship to art in your in your life, uh, Lily? Um, uh, as most of you know, I work in an art studio, so I have a pretty close relationship to, to art. Uh, it's a sculpture studio. A sculpture studio i don't know it's a words it's, yeah i don't know how to say it because she's sculpture a studio right sculptress and i work in her studio anyways um <laughs> so and then i i do theater which is a form of art uh so uh, that's my relationship with art well, what kind of relationship do you have with art in your life? Buddy, so this is something a lot of people don't know about me. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book artist. You know, I grew up collecting comic books. And so I got really good at uh, drawing. Uh, my medium was pencils and pens. And I even got recruited to the art institutes uh, to, to go to, to, to school and well, uh, this, be an artist. This is <laughs> interesting. I had no idea. We That's brought you amazing. on the, our art episode. I had no idea. This keeps happening. Like, we do. Um, we have these like awesome people that we just discover more and more about, and I love. Yeah, it. on our Thomas Jefferson episode, we yeah. the person we invited on had the same birthday as uh, uh, as uh, as Jefferson. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but today we're going to be talking about Salvador Dali, actually one of my favorite artists. Uh, for the brief time that I lived in Florida, I would frequent the Salvador Dali Museum, uh, which held uh, not only his first piece, which was just uh, some stuff he wrote, he drew um, and painted on a pay, uh, postcard, um, but also one of his largest pieces that he uh, did. It was probably about 30 feet tall, uh, and it all started with a picture of Abraham Lincoln he cut out of a popular science magazine. So as far as mediums go, this guy was all over the place. He's fantastic. Salvador Dali. Um, 
Uh, yes. weird artist. Yes. And, and we get to stick with our very consistent mispronouncing words we should have practiced before we recorded our episode. Yay! So, <laughs> our classic uh, segment of, oh, sorry about that. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to art class. Get your smocks on. I've been huffing paint all day. Um, oh, I got my spray paint. Go. Oh, it okay. doesn't do the clicky thing. Oh, <laughs> that was so sad. That was unsatisfying. Oh, there's a little. This is no, this is now an ASMR podcast. Oddly satisfying podcast. That's what we're gonna talk yeah, about. that's actually accurate. A, Salvador Philippe Jacinto Dali Dominac. Dominic is born in Figueres, Spain. We're just getting right into it. We're getting like, you know what we should do? Get the hardest names and put it on a podcast. We born in first, and then there we go. You know, yeah. he was born in Spain, uh, May eleventh, nineteen oh four. Holy shit! That's today. We are what? recording that. No, April eleventh. No, no, April eleventh. Holy I shit! Was like, Holy uh, shit! It's May. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, time is moving faster, but shit, man. <laughs> shit, I missed like a lot of appointments. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's actually the week I'm on vacation, so I'm living in the future. Oh, so, yeah, you're like, I'm already on vacay. <laughs> now, Salvador was named after his brother uh, that had died nine months earlier. Uh, his, his brother, who died of gastroenteritis, which I can say, uh, a very gross and very painful disease, and his parents got right back to fucking and knocked out uh, the Salvador number two. So I feel like uh, this was very common in that time when, when your eldest child died, you renamed your second child the eldest I've never heard name. this before. I feel like I've heard this a couple times, and I can't recall like what other context this is in, but I feel like it happened. I would love to, I would love to see some I, other instances. I know of, I need to, this. I'll, I'll look I, some stuff up. I think um, there, there's a movie that I, I know that takes place in an attic, but essentially like the daughter is this disformed, you know, on the spectrum girl and they have another child, but they name that child, um, you know, what, the first daughter's name was the Simpsons did that with Bart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, his parents essentially told him that he was a reincarnation of his dead brother. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, and that comes up a lot in his life and art. I, um, I feel like that might mess a child up just a little bit. Just, I mean, well, he was also born with that mustache, which <laughs> well, clearly like, <laughs> <laughs> you never see a photo without the mustache. I'm just saying. Like his, his ego. I imagine y'all probably bring this up earlier about the mustache, so I won't spoil it. So okay. <laughs> well, maybe we we'll see. I mean, actually, I don't really have anything specific on the so, mustache. But Go like, ahead. if you look at old photos of him, like his smile, like looks like it curves up like the mustache. It's a mm. little creepy. Yeah, um, and so the the mustache. They exhumed his body in, I think, 2004 to do a paternity test. And yep. when they exhumed his body, his mustache was still intact. So. <laughs> <laughs> mustache lived forever. Like. <laughs> so much later in life, Salvador said of Salvador, uh, we resembled each other like drops of water, but we had different reflections. Um, his uh, mother was a very doting woman. Uh, supported and loved Salvador too, with all of her heart. Uh, his father, by modern standards, would be considered an abusive bully, prick, dickhead, asshole. Huh, um, the the trifecta, you know. Yeah. The modern day experience. Yeah. The, just <laughs> kind of every man we mention on this uh, yeah, show. Yeah, pretty much, it feels like it some days. I'm like, can we find a nice guy sometime? Like, we'll do a happy one someday. Actually, we, we do. do. Like, uh, Nikola Tesla was a, gr a good guy. Salvador Dali, overall, was... A decent guy. Mr. Yeah. Rogers. Y'all need to do Mr. Rogers next. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Season two. Season three. Or season I'd, two. Season yeah. I'd feel really hot, bad, like, swearing during a Mr. Rogers episode. Yeah, you'd have to really uh, kind of filter. Yeah. So, in 1921, Salvador's mother died, and his father promptly married her sister. Um, and sort of historically, Dolly is okay with this. This I recognize as being very common throughout early history. Uh, uh, 
the, I don't yes. know. I mean, as opposed to the naming the second child the same name, I think they just had get, gotten him like a monogrammed robe, and they didn't want to have to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> Cost effective. Yeah, yep. right. I mean, it was it was the time they needed uh, needed to be. Penny they had a, he, he had a gold chain with yeah. his name hanging off of it. And uh, they were like, we can't. Watch. Pocket watch. (laughs) Now, at 21 years old in 1925, uh, Dolly had his first exhibition in Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, His dead brother did not ever have an art exhibit. Uh, Neither did his mother, as they were both dead at the time. Um, Um, It would have been awkward if if they had, you know, actually had an art exhibit, you know. Yeah. I think necrophilia does play a lot into, you know, his later artworks. Yes, it does. It does. It really does. He's he's very obsessed with death. He was a very sick child, and uh, it affected him a lot because he was constantly told to to get right with God. You're about to die. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you, you have to contextualize it, too, because in the, you know, the late. You know, or the early 20th century, I mean, the Great War, you know, essentially mm-hmm. it was the end of the world, you know, for, for them. So, I mean, yeah, hell, I, th- I if I was going through the Spanish flu and the Great War at the same time, I feel like the world would definitely be ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, are we not going through that now? Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Um, yeah, d- no, he definitely has quite a interesting relationship, I will say, with death because it definitely shows through his his work and his his art it's just it's fascinating to see his his um his art changed through the years if you like look at his his gallery so now his his exhibit was while he was in art school and after art school where he was he was a lot like his dad he was just a prick and he sowed dissent against his teachers uh, something I don't recommend because I'm obviously better than you uh, he he after school he traveled to Paris and um, he met Pablo Picasso for the first time who he, he would have a very long friendship with um, in 1926 and that really pushed him into the world of surrealist painting. And then as he headed into the 30s, he really was a commercial success. He was in every way popular and making money. Um, He also at the time married his muse and lifetime love, Elena Inavanka, oh boy, Elena (laughs) Ivanova Dianova, as they found A.K.A. Gala. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Her name is Elena. Um, they they found they had a tremendous fondness for cheating on each other and uh, stayed was, married till their deaths. He was older, right? He was um, quite a bit she older. She was older. Oh, she, she was, was older. older. She, yeah. my mistake, sorry. Um, yep. Around the same time, I would just like to talk about one of his pieces. It was the lobster tail phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is honestly something I would put in my home. Like, I, I want that. I, I do. I want the I want the sculpture. Like I, I want it to be a real telephone. <laughs> I think you sold that for a million dollars. Oh yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, probably insane. Yeah, he was making so much money. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then it was his uh, commercial success that led him down some paths uh, not explored by other artists uh, at the time. Uh, he collaborated with people like Coco Chanel, Alfred Hitchcock. Hugh Hefner, um, but the the most unusual and longest lasting in his commercial success was his work with Walt Disney. Um, The project that they worked on together took 58 years to complete. Um, They were just both huge fans of each other. That's that video. What uh, what project is this? We're going to talk a little bit about this. Oh, great, great. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about this, and then um, this is just kind of like the one weird side of Salvador. We're going to take a break after this, and we'll come back, and we're going to kind of talk about Salvador's uh, personal life a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah. Um, so the Disney, the Disney video. Yes. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's explore that. So Disney and Dolly were huge fans of each other. They ended up becoming like really great friends. Like they would travel to each other's homes and stay for weeks on ends. Their wives were big, big. uh, They were close. They were tight. They were. Yeah. Yep. They were were the modern day bros. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a real, real, uh, uh, romance. Um, so that friendship, they decided to make a short film together. And it was going to be storyboarded by Dolly and then, of course, animated by Disney Studios. 
Um, it was intended to be part of a larger compilation film like Fantasia, you know, cartoons driven by music. And uh, production started in late 1945. Uh, Salvador showing up at Walt Disney Studios five days a week, diligently working eight hours a day on a piece called Destino, paired with music by Mexican composer Armando Dominguez. Um, but after eight months, they pulled the plug. Just they weren't really getting anywhere. Um, there was a financial crisis at the time in our country, and Disney pulled funding. So only 17 seconds of footage was ever produced, um, but it had all been storyboarded. Um, now, Destino is the story of Kronos and his love for a mortal named Dahlia. So in 1991, uh, long after Disney and Dahlia were dead, Roy Disney, uh, nephew of Walt, found the footage while working on Fantasia 2000 and rekindled the project. He brought on 25 animators to decipher Dolly's storyboards and brought Destino to the screen. It is this beautiful, uh, moving Dolly painting. It, um, it, it took about a million and a half dollars to make. Uh, it's a combination of very early computer graphics and... Uh, um, uh, we'll, we'll definitely link this. Yeah, please. I've uh, never seen this. I've never. It seen this. blew my it's, mind. It's blowing my mind right now. I'm like, why have I never seen this? It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's honestly, uh, it was, uh, it was, it's amazing. Like, I, I don't, you can't describe it in, in a way. Like, it's, it's very hard. It's a visceral. Yes. It's uh, emo the like flow just and the, the emotion that you go through with the piece is just, is amazing. And the um, fact that it, it took over 50 years to make this thing. They took 17 seconds and then, you know, 52 like years. And, yeah, 52 yeah. years later, they win an Oscar. It, um, yeah. Um, it definitely was the weight, I'll say. I, yeah. I, Have you seen his work with Hugh Hefner? I have it. I have it. Uh, so there's a, a issue of Playboy where... Um, Salvador Dali arranged uh, nude women into different shapes uh, to be sort of these living sculptures of uh, uh, like skulls and things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to no, Google that now. I, I, find <laughs> it, I find it ironic because from, from my understanding of Dali is that from, as a young man, he was afraid of the female body. You know, it was something that he wrote in his biography, uh, The Life of Salvador Dali, that until he met his, uh, his muse, um, she's the one that essentially freed him, um, you know, and, and I guess becoming more accepting of the female genitalia. You yeah. Know, they have that wrong, but I do find it ironic that, uh, you know, going from being afraid of female genitalia to working with, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We're going to actually explore this uh after our break yeah so do you guys want to go watch destino we'll talk about that for a few minutes and then we're going to talk about some of the loves in salvador's life oh yeah let's do it <laughs> roll, like, like the seductive shoulder roll that you were doing yeah like yeah uh we will get you that link right. great break this episode of Partial Credit is brought to you by Anchor. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. Uh, there's tools that help you record and edit your podcast. Uh, you can do it on your phone or your computer. Uh, they'll distribute your podcast for free. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places you get podcasts. I'm going to say podcast one more time. You can make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, and all you have to do is uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Wow, that's beautiful. All right, so we're back, and Will has just finished watching Destino for the first time ever. 
Um, how do you feel about talking about that right away? Um, I, I think it's honestly that that was beautiful. One, how did I ever not see that? You know, especially being an art nerd and whatnot. Um, and and on top of that, I think it just goes into you know surrealism and the surrealist movement entirely. You know, like how did logic? Uh, th this is what I loved about the surrealist movement is is essentially logic brought us to the horrors of the Great War. You know, and so, it, oh, you yeah. know, and, and essentially that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And, and um, I, I love art history because, I mean, uh, surrealism, you know, coincides with a lot of world history um, mm -hmm. because, I mean, uh, rationality and logic brought us to these great horrors. And with, you know, uh, Salvador Dali, um, you know, I mean, he lived throughout the entire 20th century. I mean, uh, the guy was a. Uh, a fascist sympathizer, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, we <laughs> and uh, and I mean that's, that's you know, but but that film in particular, I mean, it's for me what it talks about is all about perception. You know, the woman perceiving you know this man that doesn't exist, and then this man perceiving this woman that just doesn't exist and whatnot, and it's and and just reaching for each other and and knowing that you know they're not getting there. Um, and if if you look up what does destino means it means destination mm. um and if you kind of if you look that up and then you listen to the music again you i got a whole different meaning i've listened to this a couple of times and each time i get a little more layers of of the the whole story and it's and it's great and like lucas was saying about chronos and one of his lovers um so yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> lovers. <laughs> lovers well we're gonna get into some lovers here in a couple minutes lovers <laughs> yeah but i want to make a correction from the first half uh the uh the piece i was re referencing about the the arrangement of the women into a sort of like skull shape and things like that was something that salvador dali did with philippe halsman not uh hugh hefner and uh, it's called uh, In Voluptas Mas, Mors, uh, Voluptuous Death. And uh, it's a very, very complex portrait. And uh, it is a, I don't know if we're going to be able to see that, but we'll link to it. But it is arranging uh, women into ah. various shapes. Yeah, uh, again, poster in every freshman's so. dorm room. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of that in Salvador Dali. How you know, sort of young minds that are sort of just waking up are just in love with Salvador Dali. Oh. Um, and I know I was, and I'm not shitting on it at all. Like it just it was, you know, when I saw all those clocks dripping, I was like, oh, yeah. there's stuff out there. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I actually have a uh, dolly clock in my library. Um, I would, I'll bring it. You know, I'll send y'all a picture of it and everything. Yeah, we it have a Salvador good. Dali cookbook. Oh, oh so wow. it, it's it it's it's pretty cool. Um, hey, what did Dolly say? Uh, I don't take drugs. I am. I am drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my oh. other one of my other favorite quotes from him is, "I don't suffer from insanity. I enjoy every minute of it." Oh, great! Is that the cookbook? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the Walter White cookbook. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'd be I, interested in, in seeing like what kind of food is in that cookbook like is it have you cooked anything from the cookbook? you know i didn't even know we had it because uh, i mean our library is so vast at home and megan was like oh we have a we have a salvador dali cookbook all right i still haven't looked at it i shouldn't have brought it up because i've got nothing to add <laughs> anyways well well you'll have to cook me something if we ever do an in-person yes well we're, i think we're i think we're on track with vaccines to do our uh our season wrap-up in person um which is exciting so, yeah. yeah yeah so um salvador dolly had a lot of uh friends and famous he people did. That he were had friends. a lot of friends he was a popular um, guy um being modest <laughs> <laughs> What do we define as friends? <laughs> well, <laughs> Lily, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, his, one of his... One of his friends. His, one of his close friends, one the poet. One of his really close friends. Uh, a Spanish poet, Frederico Garcia Locora? Locora? We are on track. We will never pronounce anything correctly. 
Beautiful, no. beautiful. No. Um, so Dolly and uh, Lacora met in Madrid in 1923, um, along with a filmmaker. Um, the filmmaker and, who who made that skull thing with him, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, they developed a very strong relationship. Uh, they really bonded, and it was something more than a friendship. Can I can I read an excerpt from a letter yes. from Philippe yes, to can. Salvador? Yes, uh, you can. Or I'm sorry, Dali wrote to Lorca. Lorca, um, yeah. You are a Christian storm, and you are in need of, of some of my paganism. I will go get you and give you some seaside medicine. It will be winter, and we will light a fire. The poor beasts will be trembling with the cold. You will recall that you are an inventor of marvelous things, and we will live together with a portrait machine. Wow. Now. <laughs> yes, Lily. They, they kept in touch for, for years. Um and they it's such a complicated relationship because there's another quote that dolly says and he says he was a homosexual as everyone knows and madly in love with me he tried to screw me twice i was extremely annoyed because i wasn't homosexual and i wasn't interested in giving in besides besides it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, Besides, how he found it hurts. How does he know that? <laughs> um, so nothing came of it, but I feel awfully fa- flattered by vice versa. Vis a vis. In pers- Deep down, I felt that he was a good poet and that I owe him a tiny <laughs> bit of divine Dolly's asshole. What the <laughs> <laughs> so, but he wasn't a homosexual. Yeah. We, but he and, knows and we it said, hurts. We said before that we're, you kind of, by joining us on a full episode, you're getting a peek behind the curtain. And <laughs> what, what started as an episode about Destino and just that sort of beautiful, beautiful love story, love story and piece of art, <laughs> has has sort of crumbled into. Uh, this passionate love affair that uh, Dolly denies, but there is love letters and, and there's just this passionate bond between them. And I'm just, when I read that, that line, it wasn't interested in giving in besides it hurts. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we can can pick those words apart, but I think we all know what was happening. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. Um, What what was it in 1890 and, you know, early 20th century, uh, Sigmund Freud, um, you know, everyone was studying Freud. And uh, Dolly, you know, was heavily inspired by Freud and his psychoanalysts of uh you know the mind and the the subconscious and the unconscious and what did freud didn't freud say we're all inherently bisexual yes i think so and and um i mean we see this later in life in dolly's life where he was <clears throat> but i'm only looking at those playboy pictures you guys better <laughs> yeah, not fucking uh, uh, hey, uh, hey. Uh, but i mean uh his wife uh later in life you know would only allow dolly to come and watch um her do stuff uh, there at the castle you purchased. I love I love make, watching people be know, uncomfortable. Lis- really listening to people right. get uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah. For all intents and purposes, he was a cuck. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And, but no, please continue. I'm sorry. So he was. Uh, so his his friend. I will. I will call him. He was a handsome dude. He Do you was. see some of these pictures? He's oh dapper God. as fuck. Uh, I he, know. He's you His know little the, bow tie. I was like, yeah, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I want to be a, your like actual friend, not not Salvador Dali's <laughs> version. <laughs> um. So this this relationship continued, um, and they loved and admired each other and it really continued up until um uh look look oh wow I, Lorca Lorca uh um his death uh, he was assassinated mm. um wait what 
You can't just modestly say that. Yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. He was assassinated. He was assassinated. That was the 20th century, you know. Franz Ferdinand, no big deal. No big deal. It was just, honestly, that was the time. Everyone was getting assassinated. Everybody was fucking doing Locked it. Left and right. They were like, ooh, ooh, assassination. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I honestly lost my spot, and that's why I was like, oh, yeah, he was assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> honestly trying to find my, my spot. Um, but, yes. So, but Dolly would never confirm that this was a relationship. However, when after wife's death uh he got severely depressed and was uh hospitalized for heart failure yeah he wasn't eating he and he was it was very sad yeah i mean he was on his deathbed but he the nurse that cared for him uh said he kept saying my friend Lorca." so he was he was sort of uh pining for his his friend his, Lorca. his, his deep friendship with with this man um now where in popular culture it's pretty much he died very sad about his wife but but um, it it definitely was um a little he could have loved them both like this is this is the thing like like lucas was saying uh dolly and his wife had a very open cheating marriage um and that's a and so this could be part of it. This He could have loved both of them very passionately, but because of the time, he was never really open and honest the fact that he loved his friend yeah. in, in, in a sexual man- manner. Yeah, none of this really came out until after his own death. Um, yeah. the, the letters were never uh, published. Nothing was, you know, obviously there was rumors about it. There was rumors about him with a lot of different people and a lot of it was confirmed, but um, but he had this, this this deep passionate side to him and I, I you know from what I read he was in love with with a poet uh, oh, and yeah. and fellow artist and um and I, I and I don't think it's like when you when you love a like when you have your best friend and you're like I love you you know like I I want to mm-hmm. skip down the hallway with you um this was that's sounds, that's love to you to, no <laughs> I was just trying to make it non- you know what I meant, uh, though, like non-sexual, non-sexual platonic. platonic love, yeah. and this, from what it seems, was not. Mm-hmm. You don't exchange love letters with a platonic friend. No. Yeah, no. I mean, the world was transforming around Dolly. You know, all throughout the 20th century, he saw the you know end of the Great War. He saw you know World War II. He saw the the rise then, of the USSR. You know, and then the 60s and the 70s. I mean, yeah. I, think I didn't. I mean. It, it just he saw all of he saw the free love movement he saw yeah. uh, all of this happening around him so you know to to sort of um uh rosebud uh situation for Lorca is um i'm just not surprised oh um, for yeah. sure for sure yeah. I, I think his his ending which i imagine we'll get to is more you know sad than anything it's more it's it's really it's really just about it he he stopped eating he 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 went into a severe depressive state and he he died he died yeah and uh i mean he had a lot of uh you know predatory people in his social circles that would have him sign lithographs yep fake fake art pieces and 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 stuff like that and, and he died with essentially nothing um you know and and i'm i mean we see that time and time again you know with any genius of their time uh, they uh, the the commercial success comes and so do the sycophants and um and they just leech the money away from him and uh his his wife managed him and managed yeah. his business in many ways and kept him she was the backbone of of his everything <laughs> yeah she she ran him as a brand mm-hmm. and uh, was responsible i mean i don't want to say responsible because obviously he's the creator here but responsible for uh his commercial success and uh, all those alka-seltzer commercials he was doing in the 80s he was doing everything everybody loved salvador uh, yeah so i don't know but that's that's it's, our that's yeah. art i guess that's, 
I, I think the funniest thing with uh, with Dolly, uh, was, I didn't know this until y'all told me about it. He was on a, uh, what's that comedy show in the 80s? Oh, uh, What's Your Line? What's yeah, What's Your Line? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this. Yeah. this, is, this is another... Oh, no. Hey, you got to watch it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. But, um... but to have a relationship with Walt Disney and to have a relationship with Hugh Hefner and to have a relationship with Coco Chanel. He um, made a lot of connections and I think it really brought him a lot of the plebis, plebis, I can't say it. Publicity. Yeah. yeah thank you. Let, let, let me ask you all this question. How do you separate the art from the artist? Because in contemporary times, Salvador Dali would have been canceled really fucking quick uh well this is uh this is an angle i hadn't really considered but um as i was actually in my thoughts recently as i i kind of i like making playlists for working outside um and i was putting michael jackson on my playlist and was going what is why am i i love his music I love Michael Jackson's music, and and am I separate? Am I able to separate myself uh, from Michael Jackson and just enjoy his music? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, yeah, I, I, I can. I have to. I have to come to terms with it and have an actual conversation with myself. But yeah, I can separate art from the artist uh, most of the time. Uh, you know. That being said, Harvey Weinstein isn't an artist. He's you know so. Yeah. He, yeah. he he's a manipulator of artists, um, but he is you know he is not an artist. So it would be really clear about my stance on things. Uh, it's really hard to take a stance on this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's extremely difficult because Dolly is one of the most you know. He's controversial. <laughs> extremely controversial. The great yeah. masturbator. You oh know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he's such a controversial person. And and it, it in this day and age, his art would not have done as well as no as when it, he was he was famous. And now, if he had a Twitter account, it would have been a shit show. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I am not a homosexual, but it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. In 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 trying to scrutinize that, it's. Uh, like historicism in a sense how you know we the 20th century is so much different than the 21st you know so yeah it's it's kind words. of it's kind of not fair to do that to him but uh at the same time like i said he's one of my all-time favorite artists mm-hmm. i've been to the dolly museum in in tampa florida several times uh, just to walk that giant loop and you know see every single uh, I mean, it's the largest collection. There's a collection in Madrid and there's a collection in Tampa, Florida, of all places. But it's outstanding the level of uh, uh, just the amount and how prolific he was. And it's, I don't know, it's moving to me as, as, as an artist goes. And maybe it's the buckets of LSD that I've done over the years, but <laughs> it's, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that, that part of my brain that woke up in my early 20s and just kind of was able to bend around the reality of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Mean yeah. Us there. <laughs> huh? Did I did I do the buckets of LSD it. again? <laughs> so. I mean, I'm not going to go to Tampa, Florida anytime soon, but I'll go to Madrid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a bigger collection in yeah. Tampa, though. Uh, oh, and yeah. They I have. Want to go to Tampa right now? <sighs> I know. Anyways, I know. No, no, they have a park bench. The point. So I do want to say this about it, though, and they probably don't have this in Madrid, but out front of the museum, they have a park bench that's melting. Oh, that's really cool. So I would I would suggest doing a little research really cool. on that. It's really cool. Um, so any wrap up here before quiz? Everybody want to kind of get anything off their chest? Uh, does anybody want to look at those Playboy pictures and just turn off their camera for a minute? <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not ahead. a homosexual, but it hurts. So <laughs> I'll be back later. <laughs> I think with with Dolly, it, it's 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 such a you know, 
I mean, going into his work and like you said, into your early 20s and hell, even, you know, once I discovered him back in my early 20s, now that I'm getting old, um, it's uh, it's definitely enlightening to an extent, you know, that, you know, in his paintings, death is ever present. And that's something that, you know, essentially uh, in that that film, Destino, you know, where, where uh, the watch and the time cracks and how the clock is pulling and, and him in, it's something that is inescapable. It was inescapable in his work. And it's so true within our own lives is that, you know, death is ever present and something inescapable. You know, so not to be existential or anything. We always have such a fun time with you, Will. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. Topsy the elephant all over again. Oh, damn it. (laughs) We had had gone two podcasts without Topsy. Damn it. That has to be y'all's first shirt. I'm telling y'all, you've got to be a top to the elephant shirt. You know. Well, if anybody asks us for a shirt, we'll 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 yeah. think about it. Hey, I'll buy uh, one. I'll buy no, one. No. There you go. There, one, one person sold. All right. Um, Topsy. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you should. Everyone should watch Destino. I think that's a really. It's a it's a great short film. Um. And as far as my my sort of personal thoughts go, I think everybody should do buckets of LSD. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the podcast twist. There we go. <laughs> the LSD. Oh, oh no! Your homework is a bucket of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to fill up a notebook and bring it to me. <laughs> Here's your notebook. Here's your LSD. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> Oh no! The twist. The twist is coming. The there is a twist. Uh, Lily doesn't know about the twist. I don't. I was actually looking up uh, pictures of Salvador Dali's mustache. To be honest, um, mostly because it, it's just an it's an insane mustache. And how could you not look up pictures of the mustache? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to railroad us into the quiz. Okay, uh, and the quiz, uh, there's, there's uh, two twists to the quiz. One, Will, you are grading everybody, including yourself today. Oh. I feel we have had enough conversations. I feel we have got a strong enough podcast relationship that we're going to put you, uh, we're going to give you that trust. Uh, you're grading Oh, okay. Here Everybody we go. today. So Lily did some work. I did some work. You did some work. Here we go. Four questions for our quiz today. Uh, Lily, remember how much fun we had at the end of science class? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. No. <laughs> it's not Professor Berkeley, so it's fine. <laughs> Got the drum yeah, it's over. professional dad joke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call <laughs> what do you call Salvador Dali after multiple homicides? Oh no! No, nothing. Nobody's got a guess. I don't, I don't. No. A surreal killer. Oh, that's good. I like that. that. Uh, I got it. I got well, it. I'm gonna write that one down now. He's like, oh, noted. <laughs> What do you get when you cross a painter and a boxer? Mike Tyson? Muhammad Dali. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, I like... <laughs> <laughs> Lily. <laughs> this is... So after we record, generally, I don't... Lily won't respond to any of my texts for about two days. <laughs> I, I can see why. I can see why. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, nope, I got I to decompress for a little bit. Uh, I thought about saving this one for last, but I'm not going to. Uh, Lily, uh, I'm going to give you a, a chance at this one. Okay. Get some points on the board. Okay. Why was Dolly shaking on the ground? He was shaking on the ground, Lily. Why? Um, He's an artist. His lover died. He was a starving I, artist. I know, uh, he, <laughs> he was having a brush stroke. He was having a brush. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> and people wonder why I don't talk to them. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one, I promise. This is, I asked Megan if she wanted to hear these jokes uh, before the show, and she was just flat no. Good. Good job, Megan. Good answer. 
<laughs> How did Salvador Dali start his day? Every day he started his day. Of LSD. <laughs> a dollop of LSD. Let's go for it. Uh, paranoia. I know that he would, uh, you know, make himself paranoid. So. He was very paranoid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just a little um, bit of paranoia with the LSD. Yeah, when he started putting those tinfoil hats on his mustache was yeah, really funny. Yeah, just, there we go. <laughs> uh, every day, Salvador Dali started his day with a bowl of surreal. Uh, so... Silence, the best part of every no. podcast. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I so, don't know anymore. Uh, yeah, um, fucking asshole. <laughs> Man, I, I, where'd you get these from? <laughs> uh, same place as I got the Tesla jokes. Uh, Upjoke.com. Oh, okay. ah. very good. I, it was very challenging to root out the, uh, the jokes about the Dalai Lama. Uh, so, but, but can I tell you my, can I tell you my favorite, uh, Dalai Lama joke that I read? It it was just wildly unrelated, of course. Um, the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza place, says, make me one with everything. (laughs) 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 I'm so... I'm, hey, not, uh, actually, I'm not sorry. You know, Lily, we failed. We failed the quiz. Everybody failed? All right. You going to hand out some scores here, Will? It's, I, I don't care how arbitrary it is. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm going to grade us on a curve uh, because we, we did a lot of studying and everyone in the class failed. So I think I give... Uh, <laughs> Let's see. D's get degrees. So there we go. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know how to write a quiz about um, Walt Disney and potentially homosexual artists. Do you think Disney, do you think Disney and uh, uh, Dolly's wife got down? Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, for oh, sure. yeah. I mean, well, we can ask him himself. He's, you know, frozen underneath, you know, Disneyland. Oh, his frozen head. Yeah, there we go. You know, so Facts. once he wakes up Fire in 2000. Dennis, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get this. Gonna... Uh, so that's Salvador Dali. That's art class. I don't think I learned anything. Uh, I did. It what hurts. did you learn? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's going to be stuck in my brain for a while. Like uh, that, that's, I've, I've been holding that in for since you sent me that article i've been like, <laughs> like silently stewing in my own i i love finding something and then like sitting like i can't wait to send this to lily she's gonna fuck her up <laughs> i think yeah. uh prepping for this it just reminded me of like the existential crises that uh 20th century americans europeans and everyone was experiencing all at once that the world was literally ending for them for all intents and purposes you know and uh it you know dolly and breton and uh what's the the one in mexico i forget uh unibrow uh uh, uh oh uh, frida yeah frida Kahlo. there we Oof. go there we go you know way to reduce a woman to her physical uh, features uh, there uh, will oh, God, i'm canceled <laughs> i canceled shit <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I, I, here I go into this intellectual, you know, last minute speech and then, you know, just objectifying women and whatnot. And you're like, but the lady with the unibrow. Yeah, Frida Kahlo. And um, it, it, it's uh, it's definitely interesting because, I mean, we saw this in the 60s with the rise of existentialism that each part of, you know, leading up to, the, to now, you know, their philosophies played off of each other from Freud to Dolly to, you know, Sartre and to John Rawls. I mean, it all, you know, culminates into the 21st century and asking ourselves you know what does it mean to even be real you know what is what is this what is this at the end of the day and that's what Dolly bucket of LSD (laughs) (laughs) you know but uh it's always the extremely controversial figure and I uh I love the guy for you know certain reasons and at the same time uh he was uh, a fascist sympathizer oh, and yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was he he's a complex individual that's mm-hmm. that is for sure and and he definitely uh 
we we could spend all day talking about this exactly (laughs) i've got a cornfield to dig so uh we couldn't have brought on somebody better to talk about visual stuff i think uh you were you were top of the list for you know talking about i think we secretly knew that he was an artist we were like will's an artist (laughs) mostly because of the 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 poster in the background, but you oh, know, yeah. the juxtaposition <laughs> of Van Gogh and a yeah. footlocker employee. You know? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. So, uh, before we throw out all all our socials, Will, you want to pitch yourself? You want to be a dirty whore and and just oh, yeah. and just just, just slut like yourself out there? <laughs> just to chill myself out there. What? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Partial yeah. credit, cuck. Yeah. Hey, I I love coming on y'all show. I really do. I enjoy our conversations every single time. Yeah, oh, yeah it's great. So, Me too. <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, no, people could go listen to me. Uh, undone podcast. Don't get confused with the un- other undone podcast, which is weird because I trademarked undone podcast. So it's like, uh, do I go and sue this person now? But and, uh, you, you know, but uh, but no, yeah, they can listen to me on undone podcast um, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, where they listen. Um, and the website is being launched this week. You know, it's going to be undonepodcast.org and theundonepodcast.com. Um, and then they can follow me on Instagram at William underscore undone to listen to me uh, be existential and the depressing podcast <laughs> I put out. You know, <laughs> and whatnot, so. We're going to do We're going to launch a whole show about Topsy the Elephant. Every week we're going to talk <laughs> about Topsy. <laughs> so. no, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> That's how we end my, most of our conversations. Yeah. My Sunday cry. I'm going to get that out. So, <laughs> so Lily, uh, well, I'm on Instagram sacred play-doh and then lily's gonna say all the words i'm gonna say all the words all the words all the way it's really really fast um no um i am on instagram at deadly pineapple 13 uh partial credit is on facebook partial credit pod on instagram at partial credit pod and on twitter at credit pod and you can send us an email uh, partial.credit.pod at gmail.com <laughs> Alright and then as always everybody have you accepted partial credit as your podcast and savior? You yeah. know it yeah. Oh yes bowing bowing <laughs> good good boy you partial credit <laughs> cuck <laughs> I love it I love Always it. a pleasure um, Thank you Will of course. Thank you, it's been amazing. It really has. Uh, we could have gone on much longer, you know. Always. So. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and on that note, I'm out, I'm out. You've just finished another episode of Partial Credit. That was Art Class, uh, hosted, written, edited, produced by me, Lucas Daniels. As always, my wonderful uh, co-host shared in researching Lily Tenek. Our guest today was William Dunn from the Undone Podcast. Music by Brian Action Jackson. And just don't forget, people, ouch, it hurts.